You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need to work quickly and confidently, you need Grammarly. It's a trusted AI writing partner that helps you get work done faster with better writing. And it works where you work, across 500,000 apps and websites. 96% of users agree Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing. Get AI writing support that works where you work. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Grammarly. Easier said, done. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Take a Bow. It's 1.53, and I'm your host, Eli Tokash, and this week we've got a great episode for you folks. We are talking all things Tony Awards, all things Tony nominations, all the things. I'm so excited, and it's just going to be me today. It's going to you got a lot of me today. So sorry, you know, if I put a guest on with this episode, it's going to be three hours long. It's just going to be madness, <laughs> a little bit of an exaggeration, but it's, it would be just a really long episode there's too much to talk about and i really wanted to you know chat with you guys and not have to rush through it all with that being said before we get into the grittiness of all things tony awards tony nominations that came out on tuesday may 2nd this week i gotta talk to you about some broadway news because there's some things that i want to mention and there's also a show that i saw that I want to talk to you guys about. So on Tuesday, May 2nd, yesterday from when I'm recording, uh, I got to see Grey House, which was just, oh, man, I don't know. It's starring Laurie Metcalf, Sophia Ann Caruso. I've got some uh, Mia Sinclair Janess, Alyssa Marvin. Um, there's some familiar faces that, you know, have overlapped kind of with me and you know, my generation of like Broadway kids or whatever. So some familiar faces, some familiar names for you folks to uh, know and hear hear of. And and so with that being said, I saw the show and I just, the show was, it was creepy. It was scary. It was, I don't, it was crazy. It was, it had so many twists and turns. It was, it was confusing at times and, but then it was also with that beautiful and poetic and made so much sense and brilliant all at once. You know, it was just, it, it was wild. You know, you're in the theater for an hour and 40 minutes and you're kind of just like, what is happening? Like, what is going on? And and it's just, it's it's really good. You know, we saw the third preview and so much of it is up for interpretation. So much of it is up to you to decide. And I know that that's the same as interpretation, but it it, it really is. It's kind of this crazy thing and this crazy balance that they found to really take you on this journey and for you to figure out what this journey means, you know? It's 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 really well done. We only saw their third preview, uh, so I'm sure there's going to be. 
I mean, honestly, there's not many changes that need to be made. They may tighten it up a little bit, but, uh, you know, it was just, it was crazy. And I feel like it's one of those shows that you like need to go back to fully understand and to fully catch everything because there's so much going on. The kids in the show are fantastic. There's kids in the show, you know, and it's great to see a new generation of Broadway kids on a stage because they really do shine and carry the show, which is really cool to see. And it's something that we haven't seen in, in five years, you know, since I was on Broadway. So we love that. And we also just love, you know, the story behind it all, because it was interesting to see uh, a new perspective on like the ghosts and the afterlife and, and what haunts us as human beings, but also this kind of feminism, uh, this feminist story of how all of these, it's these girls, you know, showing and haunting a man for all of his wrongdoings. And it's just like, holy moly like it it's it's wild and it's really well put together and there's so much to it and it's so deep that um i feel like i need to see it 17 more times um but really i i encourage everyone to see this show i'm not usually a big horror guy but honestly like this show I, sure, I was like creeped out a little bit at times and scared as like, oh, what's going to happen next? And like, oh my God. But there's like no like jump scare or anything like that. Um, you're kind, They keep you on the edge of your seat in that kind of sense, but it's nothing that's like overly scary. Nothing's too gory. Um, you know, I'm not usually into that things and I was completely fine. So hopefully and you guys are too listening, but I highly recommend, you know, seeing the show if you are into those kind of things and, you know, just taking it a step further into looking of like what all of it means. And there's like younger versions of their adult selves and, you know, older versions of their ghosts and what is haunting them and, and, and looking at it from that perspective of the feminist story behind it all is something that's even deeper because it's not really something that I understood fully until the end. Um, so I feel like going into that next time will just be like a whole new journey to go on. So all of this to say, Really enjoyed the show. It, there's so much to take from it. It's so great. It's a play. Um, and you know how I feel about plays. So to be talking about a play for this long, you know, I, I liked it and, and thought it was good. And, and go see some familiar faces here. If Laurie Metcalf, just everyone, honestly, like all of their performances are just masterclasses. And to be doing that eight shows a week, I mean, that is a challenge. And that is, you know, obviously why... Lori Metcalf chose to tackle this material because it's it it is they have to be petrified and they have to be um, vulnerable and they have to be I mean there's there's so many emotions that they take you through and it, it's pretty wild and it's pretty amazing what what the performers do night in and night out so congrats to all of them first preview underway for them it's now on Broadway at the Lyceum Theater definitely go check it out absolutely loved it and I'm hundred percent going back so. Uh, can't wait for that and um you know 
It's gonna be it's gonna be one you don't want to miss this season. It's not part of this year's Tony nominations or this Tony season because it hasn't officially opened and obviously the nominations came out. So just to let everyone know, this will be in the following year if you know if it happens to be nominated or whatever and or win anything or whatever maybe. But yeah, so that's the, that's that. And then I'm also going to see the sign in Sydney Brewstein's window with Rachel Brosnahan and Oscar Isaac tonight on Wednesday, May 3rd. So yesterday, if you guys are listening to this on Thursday, the day that this comes out, which I'm very excited for, and I will let you all know how that is as well. So stay tuned for all of that. Um, seeing a lot of plays. You know, I'm trying to to fit in some shows. You know, the sign in Sydney Brewstein's window is obviously a Tony eligible show. It got it was nominated for two Tony Awards. So I just want to just want to go see all the things this year and and really make an opinion on on all of the things so really great stuff i'm excited for that and i have some broadway news to share uh before we get into the tony awards i want to shout out hamilton is doing a uh ham for ham for like the first time in years i mean literally we're talking 28 18 2019 maybe and possibly even before that i know they haven't done it since the pandemic but they are doing a ham for ham with sweeney todd uh this was teased by lin-manuel miranda himself on his instagram and that's going to take place for the first time in years on friday at 4 p.m outside the richard rogers theaters and for those of you who don't know who may be new to the theater scene or whatever it may be ham for ham is hamilton's lottery version it's their version of lottery there it is and uh it's ham for ham because it's hamilton for ten dollars and alexander hamilton's on the ten dollar bill so that's where that comes and you get to see the show for 10 bucks and they do a performance live before drawing the the names of the winners of the lottery of whatever it is so that's very exciting and to do that with josh groban who is uh, and, and sweeney todd i guess i don't know if josh groban is going to be there i just assumed because he is sweeney todd and they are doing sweeney todd uh collaboration um but we'll see how that uh what happens here and um yeah, it's it's gonna it's really fun, and I'm excited to hopefully go. Uh, it is on my birthday, Friday, May fifth, but uh, who knows? I may be there. We'll see. So you know, go check that out. Go get uh, Hamilton tickets for ten bucks. Very exciting stuff. And uh, yeah, that's that's the news I have for you folks this week. But I mean, this whole episode is a bit of Broadway news, so let's just get into the Tony nominations, shall we? So let me start off talking about the Tony nominations by just saying. I don't know what was going on Tuesday morning, okay? Um, it was 9 a.m., okay? And I, I was honestly shocked to see that a lot of the performers were awake as they were doing their videos. Like, they posted on social media of them, like, finding out. Because I've come on here and talked to a lot of people, like, oh, I woke up to a bunch of texts and all the things. Like, it, I think it's absolutely hilarious. Because, I mean, that's real. They they just, well, I guess Monday nights they don't have a show. But, uh, you know, performers don't get up before 9 a.m. at all. So to to see that was, uh, was really fun. And some of them were even on, like, the Today Show at that time. Like, some Like It Hot's cast was all together. Camelot's cast was together. It was really, really cool to see, you know, kind of everyone just be with one another and, and get to share in that news as it came out together. It, it was really, really cool. The videos were adorable. So to check those out. It's on the Sun Like It Hot social media pages. Anyways, I just, you know, 
we've got to figure out this whole nomination, how we do the nominations for the Tony Awards. I think doing it at 9 p.m. on a Tuesday is not the move. I feel like it's a Monday at 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. when like a show usually happens. I feel like it can be a thing like a legit thing like make an event out of it why are we watching it on youtube live for 10 minutes that miles frost and and liam michelle all the credit to them i mean i'm sure they didn't sleep they were at the met gala the night before actually shout out to all the people that uh all the broadway people who were at the met gala because it seems like every tony nominee was at the freaking met gala except philippa sue which she was there but she didn't get nominated which we'll get into in a second but um yeah it was like that was kind of funny anyways moving on so they those poor things didn't sleep they were at the hotel at like 7 a.m. Uh, getting all ready and ready to do the stream. And we do this stream and it's 10 minutes. We pause for a minute to take a look and, and thank sponsors. But there's th- the rest is literally like I'm being held hostage. I'm reading through a scroll of people's names that, that I'm being told to say. I was like, oh, my word. Like, what? are we watching here and and no nothing against leah and and miles because you everyone knows that i absolutely love both of those people as performers miles frost i i can go on tangents for 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 days um a huge fan of his so like nothing against them at all and i know that they're just doing what they're being told but what like there are some hilarious personalities here on broadway there are big personalities here on broadway and if we're not marketing that, then we're not representing Broadway and our community and our industry in the proper way. You know, I mean, I don't know how it's 10 minutes of just saying names. Like there was nothing thrilling about the nominations this year. And it was because like they didn't allow them that freedom. I was thrilled for Miles Frost when he mentioned that it was his grandma's birthday because I was like, oh, finally, we can see a little bit about these people that are hosting. Like hosts, okay, they they announce it as, oh, Miles Frost and Leah Michelle are hosting this year's Tony nominations announcement. Okay, then let them host. Like let them do their thing. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm not asking them to do a whole Broadway show and, like, give us a performance and whatnot. But, like... 
there can be some conversation about it. There can be some communication between one another before they even announce the the people. There could just some sort of back and forth banter showing each other their personality. It was great to see Miles Frost shout out his grandmother, as I mentioned, and it was great to see Leah Michelle like get excited for Michaela Diamond, you know, and and it just gives us an insight of like them as people and like they can root for their friends. Like that is okay. Just because they did that for Michaela Diamond does not mean that they need to do that for everyone. And I'm sorry if that seemed unfair, but like that's, you know, if you don't know the person, you're not going to be as excited for them. But if you're, if this person is like your best friend and and you see each other and, and you, you talk and you text or whatever, like it's okay to be happy for the people who are in your life and the people that, you know, have gotten you through stuff like that. That's completely fine. I, I don't see anything wrong with that. And um, I think that I, I just wish that there was a little bit more of that and a little more insight into these people as a whole and this community, because everyone talks about how close and tight knit this community is. But when we're just reading off a teleprompter of who's getting a nomination for the biggest award in the Broadway industry and in the community, like we're not showing any sort of like excitement. And and I just feel like there was an opportunity to have more of that. And, um, you know, I wanted to see more of that. And I think that the Broadway industry can do a little bit more with that, you know, thing. And I think that they need to they need to market it better. They need to get the people and fans involved. They need to, you know, how everyone does their Tony Award prediction type of thing on a sheet. You know, why not do that for the nominations? You know, make predictions, allow them to come and watch, uh, like give a limited audience and, and, and gain revenue here. Like, I don't know what what's going on here in the sense of like, we're, we're not making this a big deal because frankly, that day was more exciting because no one knew what was going to happen than the Tony Awards because then the Tony Awards is just one winner and usually we can we can predict those or we can see there's a couple categories where it's like, oh, who's it going to be? But this, it's like, who is going to be the five out of the 25, you know, not the one out of five, you know? So I don't know. I just feel like there was so much potential here and it wasn't the full potential. And I feel like we could just make it more fun. And I want to see more fun next year and not just a 10 minute thing of just reading names, like make it be an hour long special. Let's do some fun things. Let's get the community involved and, um, you know, let, let's make something out of it because, you know, a lot of people there, this is their, this is their, Thing. Like this is the highlight of the year. All of you Broadway fans listening, you don't care about the Super Bowl. You don't care about ugh, the Stanley Cup, like whatever these sports terms are that you want to share and throw out. Like we don't we don't care about that as much as the Tony Awards. Like this is our big day. So, you know, just I want to see more of that for us, for us fans and audience members. Um, And this is not a knock on Leah or Miles. This is more of like a, a shout out to the Tony community and being like, hey, Let's try to do something here with the Broadway League and, and Actors Equity. Let's get everyone involved and let's figure something out that we could do something really special and make this day extra exciting and extra fun 
and and continue to grow our market. Like they, Leah Michelle is a big name, you know, and, and there were some people on Broadway this year with big names and big followings that not just Broadway fans were tuning in this year. But if I'm not a Broadway fan and I'm seeing that, I'm like, okay, like great. That that doesn't make me want to be a fan of Broadway and see the next Broadway show. You know, like we need something like that for these big audiences with these big names that we have on Broadway right now. We need to take advantage of this time to grow our audience and in our market. Um, anyways, that's my little rant. We'll move on. Let's talk about the Tony nominations themselves. First of all, congratulations to everyone that did get nominated thrilled for everyone involved everyone works so freaking hard on broadway that everyone deserves recognition and none of this nonsense press that you know shows like bad cinderella and uh you know a beautiful noise didn't get any recognition uh 1776 didn't get any recognition you know there were a lot of shows that just like what is happening um and it's really unfortunate to see but uh you know it, I, it is what it is, I guess. But um, I always say that the Tony Awards, you know, we try not to let them define us. But the reality is, is it does because it's a business and audience members see 13 Tony Awards nominations. They're going to go see that rather than something that just simply did not get nominated. So um, it'll be interesting to see what the turnover is like here in the next couple months. Um, and how the ticket sales go and all of that things. It'll be something interesting to keep our eyes on. And for those of you who did not get nominated or recognized in any way, you know, like uh, my apologies go out to you all because I know how hard it is. And, you know, Finding Neverland didn't get any nominations and it still was able to run for two years, which is a solid run on Broadway. It's rare that people get over a year. Um, so, you know, it's possible, but, uh, it it just makes it a little bit more challenging and to see how these shows deal with it, uh, coming up will be, uh, pretty interesting to, to see. I do want to say that I'm thrilled for, uh, you know, shows like some like it hot and Juliet. I've said all year, you know, it seems like there was a lot of buzz around Kimberly Akimbo with like, you know, winning best musical. I even came into the season being like, oh, that's going to win, you know, that's so good. And then I saw some like it hot and Juliet. And lately I've kind of been on that train in the sense of I thought they were great, both shows. And, you know, those two shows led the way. Some like it hot had 13 nominations and Juliet with nine nominations. They were tied for second with New York, New York, and Shucked. And honestly, New York, New York getting more nominations than Kimberly Akimbo is wild to me. But like, go off, you know? Um, New York, New York beat uh, Kimberly Akimbo. I mean, it had more nominations than the revivals, obviously, because there's a little bit more categories for newer shows. Uh, so that just makes sense. But the fact that, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, it was just a little surprising to me personally with that, with both with honestly both shucked in new york new york i haven't seen shucked uh getting more nominations than Kimberly akimbo with the buzz that it had but you know nominations aren't everything and we'll see what happens and see who wins these categories uh because those are you know just as meaningful as the nominations when it comes down to it but yeah huge shout out to some like it hot i've said that probably that would be my pick to win it all this year because it's literally just like camelot i said for the revival you know some like it hot is Broadway and it's this big Broadway 
musical and it's original. It's not like the pop songs like Anne Juliet because that's big and that's big Broadway. Kimberly Akimbo's a little bit more smaller and you know, it's not as flashy, you know, it's really not like when you think of Broadway, it's, it's, it's flashy. And, uh, you know, Kimberly Akimbo is not that. So I figured like for the Tony purposes, you know, the, the voters would kind of lean more that, and it seems by the nominations that they are, um, but we'll see, we'll see how that goes and how that continues to play out. Um, I think it'll be pretty interesting. So that, all of that said, in the revival category, leading the way was Sweeney Todd with the nominations, gaining eight Tony nominations, which is super exciting. I've yet to see Sweeney Todd. Very excited to see it. I've yet to see Parade as well on Broadway. I saw it at City Center, so I would love and need to see it here on Broadway. And then, of course, in that category as well is Into the Woods and Camelot, who Into the Woods tied with Parade for second most nominations in a revival category, and Camelot was last in in the nominations category. And let me tell you, they would be tied for second. It would be a three-way tie for second if these Tony Award voters got it right. How is Philip Pissou not nominated for best like leading actress in a musical? Like my mind is blown. Okay. So now we're on the conversation. We're talking about snubs now. Okay. There's too many th- subs to talk about. Philip Pissou is is leading the way for me. I came on here and said I would be absolutely shocked if she didn't get a Tony Award. Well, I am. She didn't get a Tony nomination, and I am at a loss for words. This is literally lunacy, in my opinion. Philip Issou gave a masterclass performance for her role in Camelot. Just stunning. And her counterpart, you know, Jordan Donica, did get the nomination, similar to Anna Uzeli, who um, is the lead in New York, New York. You know, usually we see this pairing of, okay, Ben Platt got a nomination. Michaela Diamond got a nomination. Josh Groban got a nomination. Annalie Ashford got a nomination. It's kind of like, you know, they feed off of each other and they complement each other's performances and they kind of go hand in hand. So it was kind of shocking to me in that sense. It was also shocking and very upsetting to see that the male categories, both in a musical and in a play. So in the musical category, best performance by an actor in a leading role of a play, they had five nominations and the female category had four nominations. In the musical category, best performance by an actor in a leading role in a musical, there were six men nominated and five women nominated. That is crazy to me. I don't care if, you know, I I posted a video about this and I, I talked a little bit about this on social media and stuff. I really don't care if there is a tie in the male category mm-hmm. because that's what their people are claiming and that's what's going around right now is that when there's a tie, they allow the one extra participant. You know, there's a max at six. Okay. If there's a tie that and there's six people, why not make six people in the other category? Same in a play. I understand that two people were nominated from the same show and they probably split the votes and tied. So they just added both of them. Okay, then give someone else an, an opportunity here. 
I, I mean, I, I don't think that's crazy to, to think. It's not just Philip Asu and Anna Uzeli who got snubbed. Adriana Hicks, both of her co-stars got nominated in the sense of Christian Borrell and Jay Harrison Gee. Adriana Hicks is the lead woman in, in Some Like It Hot and gives a stunning performance of Sugar, and she didn't get nominated, okay? So there's three females that had an opportunity that just weren't given the opportunity. And I'll also go a step further in mentioning Robin Herter. Robin Herter gives a stunning performance in A Beautiful Noise. A Beautiful Noise did not get a single nomination. And that's fine, and it is what it is. Bad Cinderella is the same thing. I don't necessarily agree with it, but you know, not everyone can be nominated, and I understand that. So uh, I digress. But with Robin Herter and Will Swenson not getting anything was shocking because both of them are the only reason that that show is really like enjoyable and like wanting to go back. Like she makes me, Robin Herter makes me want to go back. Will Swenson, I'd see that performance any day of the week. Give me it. Like both of them steal the show multiple times in that production. And it's, it's, it's really unfortunate to see that, you know, they didn't get the recognition for the work that they're putting in. It's, it's wild to me. So with that being said, there's three opportunities right there. And I think that it, it's not, it's not fair. And I don't, I don't really care if there is the argument of, oh, they only did it for the tie because I think that they just could have added another woman to the category then and just even the playing field. But you know what? It is what it is. And, uh, I think we're past the gender, categories anyways i know it's probably a fair way to do the tony awards in the sense of giving you know everyone an opportunity i think that the tony awards are nervous to do a uh, non-binary category or just like a neutral category i can't answer why that is but i think they are um and i think that you know I think that's the only thing holding them back. So it's just interesting to think about and, you know, kind of try to understand and, and raise flags about to hopefully, you know, get them to to understand eventually. Anyways, I'm going to move on and I'm going to continue talking about snubs. I think that, uh, who else do we do we think here? Should we go into plays? We'll go into plays. I think that Jefferson Mays was absolutely snubbed for best performance by an actor in a leading role in a play. I don't know how he didn't get nominated. That man was on the stage the entire time. It was a one-man show. Jefferson Mays did it all. He did not get a nomination. Don't understand it. I didn't see a lot of the plays that were nominated in that category. I know I'm, I'm saying this right now, and I have yet to see any of the plays that were nominated in the category. And frankly, I won't be able to see many of them because... Top Dog Underdog is closed. Uh, I could see Goodnight Oscar. Uh, Between Riverside and Crazy, Death of a Salesman, I believe are both closed. So, you know, I won't really have the opportunity to to see those performances by those um, performers. But, uh, you know, I was just, it was shocking. And, and it's, again, I think it's a timing thing again. And, this, and I'll say it with Jeremy Pope in the collaboration. I mean, I don't know why he's not on that list. And frankly, like when Top Dog Underdog splits votes, I don't know how they put both of them in there and they don't do someone that I, I, I don't know. 
I think it's interesting. I think that one show should have one leading person. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You know, you have a lead character. You know, that's it. I don't know how you have three different leads as, or two male and one female. Like, I don't understand how that all works. Obviously, the Tony Award committee decides all of that. I think that they should just keep it to one. I think that they should put the second character in a featured role. And I think that that's the fairest way to to put it all together. Just to give everyone a fair, and the shows, a fair opportunity to succeed. And, you know, going further, I think that Haran Abisakara in Life of Pi, I think it's crazy that he didn't get nominated. Um, there were three male performers in it that I thought got absolutely snubbed. And now I'm sure, and now I'm telling you that from the three plays that I saw this, this season. So you can take it with a grain of salt or whatever, but, um, you know, just, I was blown away with the fact that those three in particular were not nominated in their respective categories that they uh, were eligible for. Again, didn't see them, so I don't want to say I don't know how this one's nominated and this one isn't. And I, I think that that's unfair to say anyways because you know everyone works just as hard. Uh, and I'm sure their performances were great too, obviously, because they are in the role. But sometimes you know, the committee does do like how good is Sean Hayes in Goodnight Oscar? I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know. Is it he's nominated because he's Sean Hayes? Or is he nominated because the performance was good? You know, and you don't hear the names Jefferson Mays and and Heron Abi Sakara in these larger platforms and these in the media and all the things like you do with Sean Hayes and Wendell Pierce and and people like that. Um, you, I'm leaving Jeremy Pope out of this particular ar- argument because he is in a Marvel movie, so we do see him in in the media occasionally. But yeah, I just think that you know, there's that whole thing to to think about as well. And hopefully, you know, that's not the case, but you can't help but think when you have these incredible performances, how, how they didn't get in. So there's that. And then I'll continue to go further and I'll go back to featured actress in a musical and <laughs> to say, I mean, okay, Bad Cinderella did not get nominated. Fine. There were articles everywhere that, you know, they got what they deserved and not getting a Tony nomination. They popped off in the comments of the live stream. It's an honor not to be nominated. You know, they were kind of having fun with it. And it's just like, I get it. Like, it's not the best musical, but like, how are you going to punish someone like Carolee Carmelo, Grace McLean, Jordan Dobson? You know, they're all 
like with what they're giving, they are making the most off of the material, off of the character, out of everything. And it's it's really kind of frustrating that they're not getting that recognition that they deserve. Because frankly, I mean, the queens, they're the best part of Bad Cinderella. And obviously, Lenady would be the one who would get nominated for leading actress. But uh, Cara Lee and Grace are just as important to the show and have a huge role. And, and they shine every time they're on that stage. Like, when they're not on stage, you kind of think to yourself, like, oh, I can't wait for the next queen moment. Because they are just that good. They are that funny. They are that entertaining. And they are that good at what they do. And so to not recognize them was crazy to me in the sense of like, I thought at least one of them deserved some sort of recognition. And even just to like, go even further, just to give the musical itself, the show, an opportunity to have some sort of success. You know, I thought it was it was unfortunate a little bit. But you know, it is what it is. And the decisions was made and those weren't mine. So I'm just criticizing their choices. <laughs> um, okay, moving on, Gavin Creel, Joshua Henry, Alex Joseph Gray, all were snubbed in the category of best performance by an actor in a featured role in a musical. I'm thrilled for everyone that did get uh, nominated here. Everyone I thought absolutely deserved the nomination. So I don't want to take away anything here because I was actually able to see all of these shows. Well, I didn't see Shucked, but Kevin Cahoon's performance I hear is fantastic in Shucked. And, you know, Justin, Kevin, Jordan, and Alex for Kimberly Kimbo, Some Like It Hot, Camelot, and Shucked. I'm thrilled for all of them in getting nominated in the recognition that they deserved. I was just surprised to not see Gavin Creel, Joshua Henry for their roles in Into the Woods, and Alex Joseph Gray for his performance in Parade, because I think his performance in Parade is absolutely wonderful. Honestly, I honestly thought that Jake Peterson could have gotten nominated the role of Frankie Epps in Parade. I thought that there were so many wonderful performances on Broadway this year, and I think that this is a testament to how strong this season is, where it's anyone's game, and, and so many people were doing the work and doing it so well, that I think it was, it's really cool to see, and and, um, you know, I thought that that was another snub. But again, it's a category where it's like, again, not everyone can get nominated and it's unfortunate. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just thought I'd mention that. And uh, I think that's all I had off the top of my head, at least for snubs. I haven't really been able to fully digest it because it just came out yesterday and I haven't been able to see everything. So um, I may be switching that come Tony predictions, but you know, we'll see how it goes. And uh, yeah, that's the, the, the biggest snubs that I saw. And then um, I just want to give a little rundown here of, you know, the people that did get nominated. I was shocked that the only nomination that Ohio State Murders got was Audrey McDonald's performance. Again, not surprised, but uh, shocked to see that was the only nomination. Uh, not even Kenny Leone for his directing. Kenny Leone didn't get nominated for anything and had two Broadway shows that he directed this season. And I was just blown away by that because I think his work is just absolutely stunning. I will go further in saying I'm glad that K-pop got some recognition here at the Tony Awards, even after their very, very short run here on Broadway. And I was just really upset to see, again, no 1776, no A Beautiful Noise, no kite runner. I was just, it was really, I, I, I couldn't believe it. So with that being said, 
you know, that's my rundown of the Tony Awards this season. I'm not going to list all the categories because like I said, y'all can look that up. It's pretty like, I don't know, it's not really that surprising, but there were some big snubs that I thought were in this season that I thought people deserved. And I wanted to just come on here to give them some recognition and, uh, you know, applaud them for the work that they're doing. So with that being said, that's all I have. That's my rundown for the Tony Awards this season. I will give my predictions closer to the Tony Awards and I'll chat with you all about all of that soon. Next week, we have another episode. We're coming back to the interviews and and all of that. We actually have a very fun interview next week. I'm very excited for it. I'm excited to share it with you all. I know you guys are going to enjoy it. We have a couple guests on the episode and uh, they're all just absolutely hilarious and so much fun. So, looking forward to it and uh thank you all so much for listening to me rant about my tony awards view and my nomination rundown and all the things and uh yeah i can't wait for the tony awards this year i think it's gonna be a really fun season ariana debose is hosting the tony awards and you all know i love her and love that that's happening so i can't wait to see it and i know that this is going to be a good season and hopefully we can you know, attend the Tony Awards this year, but uh, we'll see how that goes. So anyways, thanks again for listening. I hope that everyone is having a great week and I hope that uh, from now until next week, you all have another great week. So until then, bye everyone. Have a great week. For this episode's current call, I would like to recognize a few people who also deserve to take a bow. This podcast would not be possible without the help from Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Kimberly Garris, and the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Next in line to take a bow are our fabulous editors, Jessica Lauren, who edits the audio of the podcast that you just listened to, and Tessie Tokash, who edits the videos and visuals for this podcast. And how about a bow for our executive producer, Chris Griner? And our final bow are extra special to the patrons, Brian Thompson, Pat McNamara, the listeners of PCC, as well as all of the other patrons for their continued support. If you're interested in becoming a patron, go to patreon.com TAB. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure to subscribe on the platform that you are currently listening to this on, or go check out our YouTube where you can watch the episode. You can also subscribe, like, and comment on there as well. If you're more into the regular social media and want to follow us, you can do that at Take About Podcast across all social media platforms. The music of this podcast was made by Nikki Torsha and Cormac Collinon, and the logo was created by Giselle Bustos. And that wraps up this episode's Curtain Call. Thank you all again for listening to this week's episode, and I can't wait to see you next week. Bye, everyone. Have a great week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.